0: Scripture quotations taken from the NASB Copyright The Lochman Foundation Welcome to day three of week twenty of the Daily Bible reading. Today we're reading Second Samuel chapter seven and eight, first Chronicles seventeen, Psalm one hundred and thirty two, and Acts twenty five. Before we begin, let's say a prayer. Our Holy Father, we're grateful for this time to read your word. We know, Father, that we live in a corrupt society and that we can easily be corrupt as well we pray that we would not allow the things of this world to be more important than pleasing you we pray father that we would have a heart that would be looking for ways to glorify you that we would look for your approval in all that we do we pray this in jesus name amen let's begin the reading in second samuel chapter 7 now it came about when the king lived in his house and the lord had given him rest on every side from all his enemies That the king said to Nathan the prophet, See now, I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark of God dwells within tent curtains. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in your mind, for the Lord is with you. But in the same night the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and say to my servant David, thus says the Lord, Are you the one who should build me a house to dwell in? For I have not dwelt in a house since the day I brought up the sons of Israel from Egypt, even to this day. But I have been moving about in a tent, even in a tabernacle. Wherever I have gone with all the sons of Israel, did I speak a word with one of the tribes of Israel, which I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, Why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make you a great name, like the names of the great men who are on the earth. I will also appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, that they may live in their own place and not be disturbed again. Nor will the wicked afflict them any more as formerly, even from the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel. And I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord also declares to you that the Lord will make a house for you. When your days are complete, and you lie down with your fathers, I will raise up your descendant after you, who will come forth from you, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he will be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will correct him with the rod of men and with the strokes of the sons of men. But my lovingkindness shall not depart from him, as I took it away from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne shall be established forever. In accordance with all these words and all this vision, so Nathan spoke to David. Then David the king went in and sat before the Lord, and he said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? And yet this was insignificant in your eyes, O Lord God, for you have spoken also of the house of your servant concerning the distant future. And this is the custom of man, O Lord God. Again, what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. For the sake of your word and according to your own heart, you have done all this greatness to let your servant know. For this reason you are great, O Lord God. For there is none like you, and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And what one nation on the earth is like your people Israel, whom God went to redeem for himself as a people, and to make a name for himself, and to do a great thing for you and awesome things for your land, before your people, whom you have redeemed for yourself from Egypt, from nations and their gods." For you have established for yourself your people Israel as your own people forever, and you, O Lord, have become their God. Now therefore, O Lord God, the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and his house, confirm it forever, and do as you have spoken, that your name may be magnified forever by saying, The Lord of hosts is God over Israel. And may the house of your servant David be established before you, For you, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have made a revelation to your servant, saying, I will build you a house. Therefore your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. Now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are truth, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, may it please you to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever before you. For you, O Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing may the house of your servant be blessed forever." Chapter eight. Now after this it came about that David defeated the Philistines and subdued them, and David took control of the chief city from the hand of the Philistines. He defeated Moab and measured them with a line, making them lie down on the ground, and he measured two lines to put to death, and one full line to keep alive. And the Moabites became servants to David, bringing tribute. Then David defeated Hadadezer the son of Rehob king of Zobah, as he went to restore his rule at the river. David captured from him 1,700 horsemen and 20,000 foot soldiers. And David hamstrung the chariot horses, but reserved enough of them for 100 chariots. When the Arameans of Damascus came to help Hadadezer, king of Zobah, David killed 22,000 Arameans. Then David put garrisons among the Arameans of Damascus, and the Arameans became servants to David, bringing tribute. And the Lord helped David wherever he went. David took the shields of gold which were carried by the servants of Hadadezer and brought them to Jerusalem. From Betah and from Barathai, cities of Hadadezer, king David took a very large amount of bronze. Now when Toi, king of Hamath, heard that David had defeated all the army of Hadadezer, Toi sent Joram his son to king David to greet him and bless him, because he had fought against Hadadezer and defeated him, for Hadadezer had been at war with Toi. And Joram brought with him articles of silver, of gold, and of bronze. King David also dedicated these to the Lord with the silver and gold that he had dedicated from all the nations which he had subdued, from Aram and Moab and the sons of Ammon and the Philistines and Amalek, and from the spoil of Hadadezer son of Rehob king of Zobah. So David made a name for himself when he returned from killing 18,000 Arameans in the Valley of Salt. He put garrisons in Edom. In all Edom he put garrisons, and all the Edomites became servants to David, and the Lord helped David wherever he went. So David reigned over all Israel, and David administered justice and righteousness for all his people. Joab the son of Zeruiah was over the army, and Jehoshaphat the son of Ahilud was recorder. Zadok the son of Ahitub and Ahimelech the son of Abiathar were priests, and Sariah was secretary. Benaiah the son of Jehoiada was over the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and David's sons were chief ministers. 1 Chronicles 17 And it came about when David dwelt in his house, that David said to Nathan the prophet, Behold, I am dwelling in a house of cedar, but the ark of the covenant of the Lord is under curtains. Then Nathan said to David, Do all that is in your heart, for God is with you. It came about the same night that the word of God came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell David my servant. Thus says the Lord, You shall not build a house for me to dwell in. For I have not dwelt in a house since the day that I brought up Israel to this day. But I have gone from tent to tent, and from one dwelling place to another. In all places where I have walked with all Israel, have I spoken a word with any of the judges of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people, saying, Why have you not built for me a house of cedar? Now therefore, thus shall you say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep, to be a leader over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone, and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make you a name like the name of the great ones who are in the earth. I will appoint a place for my people Israel, and will plant them, so that they may dwell in their own place and not be moved again, and the wicked will not waste them any more as formerly, even from the day that I commanded judges to be over my people Israel, and I will subdue all your enemies. Moreover, I tell you that the Lord will build a house for you, when your days are fulfilled, that you must go to be with your fathers, that I will set up one of your descendants after you, who will be of your sons, and I will establish his kingdom." He shall build for me a house, and I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father, and he shall be my son. And I will not take my loving kindness away from him, as I took it from him who was before you. But I will settle him in my house and in my kingdom forever, and his throne shall be established forever. According to all these words, and according to all this vision, so Nathan spoke to David. Then David the king went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? This was a small thing in your eyes, O God, but you have spoken of your servant's house for a great while to come, and have regarded me according to the standard of a man of high degree, O Lord God. What more can David still say to you concerning the honor bestowed on your servant? For you know your servant. O Lord, for your servant's sake and according to your own heart, you have wrought all this greatness— to make known all these great things. O Lord, there is none like you, nor is there any God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. And what one nation in the earth is like your people Israel, whom God went to redeem for himself as a people, to make you a name by great and terrible things, and driving out nations from before your people, whom you redeemed out of Egypt. For your people Israel, you made your own people forever, and you, O Lord, became their God. Now, O Lord, let the word that you have spoken concerning your servant and concerning his house be established forever, and do as you have spoken. Let your name be established and magnified forever, saying, The Lord of hosts is the God of Israel, even a God to Israel, and the house of David your servant is established before you. For you, O my God, have revealed to your servant that you will build for him a house. Therefore your servant has found courage to pray before you, Now, O Lord, you are God, and have promised this good thing to your servant. And now it has pleased you to bless the house of your servant, that it may continue forever before you. For you, O Lord, have blessed, and it is blessed forever. Now let's read Psalm 132, A Song of Ascents. Remember, O Lord, on David's behalf, all his affliction... How he swore to the Lord and vowed to the mighty one of Jacob. Surely I will not enter my house nor lie on my bed. I will not give sleep to my eyes or slumber to my eyelids until I find a place for the Lord, a dwelling place for the mighty one of Jacob. Behold, we heard of it in Ephrathah. We found it in the field of Jar. Let us go into his dwelling place. Let us worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, to your dwelling place, you and the ark of your strength. Let your priests be clothed with righteousness, and let your godly ones sing for joy. For the sake of David your servant, do not turn away the face of your anointed. The Lord has sworn to David a truth from which he will not turn back. Of the fruit of your body I will set upon your throne. If your sons will keep my covenant and my testimony which I will teach them, their sons also shall sit upon your throne forever. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his habitation." This is my resting place forever. Here I will dwell, for I have desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her needy with bread. Her priests also I will clothe with salvation, and her godly ones will sing aloud for joy. There I will cause the horn of David to spring forth. I have prepared a lamp for mine anointed. His enemies I will clothe with shame, but upon himself his crown will shine." And now let's read Acts 25. Festus then, having arrived in the province, three days later went up to Jerusalem from Caesarea. And the chief priests and the leading men of the Jews brought charges against Paul, and they were urging him, requesting a concession against Paul, that he might have him brought to Jerusalem, at the same time setting an ambush to kill him on the way." Festus then answered that Paul was being kept in custody at Caesarea, and that he himself was about to leave shortly. Therefore, he said, let the influential men among you go there with me, and if there is anything wrong about the man, let them prosecute him. After he had spent not more than eight or ten days among them, he went down to Caesarea, and on the next day he took his seat on the tribunal and ordered Paul to be brought After Paul arrived, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him, bringing many and serious charges against him which they could not prove, while Paul said in his own defense, I have committed no offense, either against the law of the Jews, or against the temple, or against Caesar. But Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, answered Paul and said, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me on these charges? But Paul said, I am standing before Caesar's tribunal, where I ought to be tried. I have done no wrong to the Jews, as you also very well know. If then I am a wrongdoer, and have committed anything worthy of death, I do not refuse to die. But if none of those things is true of which these men accuse me, no one can hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. Then when Festus had conferred with his counsel, he answered, You have appealed to Caesar, to Caesar you shall go. Now when several days had elapsed, King Agrippa and Bernice arrived at Caesarea and paid their respects to Festus. While they were spending many days there, Festus laid Paul's case before the king, saying, There is a man who was left as a prisoner by Felix, and when I was at Jerusalem, the chief priests and the elders of the Jews brought charges against him, asking for a sentence of condemnation against them. I answered them that it is not the custom of the Romans to hand over any man before the accused meets his accusers face to face and has an opportunity to make his defense against the charges. So after they had assembled here, I did not delay, but on the next day took my seat on the tribunal and ordered the man to be brought before me. When the accusers stood up, they began bringing charges against him, not of such crimes as I was expecting, but they simply had some points of disagreement with him about their own religion and about a dead man, Jesus, whom Paul asserts to be alive. Being at a loss how to investigate such matters, I asked whether he was willing to go to Jerusalem and there stand trial on these matters, but when Paul appealed to be held in custody for the emperor's decision, I ordered him to be kept in custody until I send him to Caesar. Then Agrippa said to Festus, I also would like to hear the man myself. Tomorrow, he said, you shall hear him. So on the next day, when Agrippa came together with Bernice amid great pomp, and entered the auditorium accompanied by the commanders and the prominent men of the city, at the command of Festus, Paul was brought in. Festus said, King Agrippa, and all you gentlemen here present with us, you see this man about whom all the people of the Jews appealed to me, both at Jerusalem and here, loudly declaring that he ought not to live any longer. But I found that he had committed nothing worthy of death, and since he himself appealed to the emperor, I decided to send him. Yet I have nothing definite about him to write to my lord. Therefore I have brought him before you all, and especially before you, King Agrippa." so that after the investigation has taken place, I may have something to write, for it seems absurd to me in sending a prisoner not to indicate also the charges against him. And that is the reading for today. Until next time, keep meditating on the Word of God.